0: hey murder lovers my name is Mackenzie, and this is fatina and you're listening to stranger danger a true crime podcast welcome back
1: bitches <laughs> mother lovers
0: <laughs> well first of all two things one if you're not watching yellowstone please go do so power through until season two tell them i sent you
1: i haven't even seen it it's it's so freaking
0: good but it like it makes you hate the family but it's so good Ooh, okay. and then when i'm not watching yellowstone and i need a break i've been watching the home edit like get organized i think that's what it's called get oh. organized by the home edit on netflix and it's all organization stuff and it makes me feel really good because there's absolutely no drama so there's that
1: um, i'm still binge watching uh, big brother i started with season one speaking of netflix though And this brings us back to a couple episodes back when we talked about um, sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, pedophilia. If you haven't already, uh, I want to know your take on this. I have a very opinionated family, and we've discussed all points of this, but there's a film. Your
0: family? What? No.
1: (laughs) No. Um, There's a film on Netflix that's originally a French film translated to Cutie's. In Spanish? In Spanish, Jesus Christ. In English? Which one of these languages do I speak? I know. But it's okay. So it's translated to, to, to cuties. And even before it made its full appearance in Netflix, when they were just releasing the trailer, it already sparked a huge controversy because if you don't know it, I don't know if it's available worldwide, but in the U.S. Netflix, um, the trailer depicted a... Sort of a coming of age story for a 12 year old, I believe, which is not really coming of age, age, Uh -uh. Um, but she's a French girl, joins a group of other girls that have dancing competitions, but this isn't your traditional ballet, even hip hop. It's twerking.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, I've heard of this. Is this the one where people have been... Messaging Netflix and cancel saying cancel Netflix. Well, and they've been oh. messaging them saying, um, "Do you support pedophilia? Answer yes or no. Or do you support child pornography? Just yes or no." Oh, and I they don't won't know. give an answer.
1: Oh, I didn't know that they were actually contacting Netflix. I've seen the the hashtag going around of cancel Netflix, and what's interesting is that, you know, people are posting the trailer along with the message cancel Netflix, like this is outrageous. And even in just the trailers, you can see one of the outtakes of the girls doing one of their dance competitions. And they're in more or less what you would see either like a gymnast wearing or a dancer wearing, but the moves are very provocative. They're, overly sexualized for what i you know what would be mm-hmm. a normal dance move for a 12 13 year old the kind of thing in yeah. my opinion that's my opinion and although and I, again i haven't seen it maybe i should just go see it but um maybe the message of this coming of age story of this girl finding herself in the synopsis of the movie it says that the girl is trying to find her sexuality. That's oh a hell young. no! That's a little young. Uh,
0: yeah, that's, that's that's young. That yeah, you're not even a teenager. No.
1: So, a lot of that's um, controversy I, actually with that's that.
0: considered illegal because she's right. under the age of consent. So, that's not even just an opinion; that's by law.
1: Right. So, and in my opinion, again. Everyone can have their own opinion, but in my opinion, I don't think that such a public platform like Netflix and that does cater to families, especially in a time where we're all cooped up and doing nothing but watching Netflix, um, would make such content available. Like if there's a pedophile that wants to see this kind of crap or is aroused or likes it, whatever you want to call it, they don't even have to go hide by using any type of, you know...
0: That's completely illegal for them. Deep to can-
1: internet type of thing. Yeah. They can just go on Netflix and go unnoticed. And they can play this thousands of times if they want on replay. And no one would be the wiser because they're not going to be under the the watchful eye of the government that's trying to stop you know mm-hmm. kids being trafficked. So that's what I think is wrong, that Netflix shouldn't be. It's not the right platform for this. Um, I don't know what would be. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't have been movie, made. Period. Right, it shouldn't have. Yeah. I, I don't think it should have been made. Senator Ted Cruz um, wants to launch an official investigation through the FBI into the conditions of this movie being made and the parents consenting to these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, although yeah. culturally, there might be a difference from us to the French. If you're in France, please let us know. What um if this is if there's any controversy in France about this either being made or how it was made or that it's even being released, I wanna know what that side of the world looks like. As far as the US goes, there's a lot of outrage. Just yeah. because these kids are young, these kids are wearing skimpy outfits. Right. And you can't blame the victim. You know, they're they're kids, they're doing a job, they're doing a movie, but Somewhere along the line, it had to get the green light from parents or directors or whoever was doing the film to let this be videoed. This
0: is the, the feed that I was thinking of. It's somebody outright asked them if they support pedophilia and said, you know, a simple yes or no will suffice. And Netflix's response was, we cannot really comment on that, but we... What? Yeah. But we believe in creative freedom. At Netflix, we respect all religions and their cultures, traditions, and values i don't i don't know that there's any religious undertone to this but again i haven't watched it yet but i can't imagine a, a company being asked if you support pedophilia and you saying i can't really comment on that right perhaps i don't know like i feel That's like i need to thing. watch it to get a grasp on it but this just seems ridiculous to me. i know
1: me. And, and it sounds like the the most controversial parts are the the, the dancing portions, of course, because they're... Apparently she's 11. 11. hmm That makes it even worse. There's that. If you're in France, please let us know what the take is in, in on France on this. Um, you know, we've talked about bringing the conversation up to the forefront about child sex trafficking or sex trafficking in general and pedophilia, and um, I want to know if, if the U.S. is... Not overthinking this. How do I want to phrase this? I, but are we overreacting? Are we being too sensitive? Are we? Um, I, I would Here's like the to thing.
0: Know. Here's the thing. I feel like stuff like this is intentional desensitization. So hmm. we see things like yeah. this, and we're told to accept things like this, and it's fine. And it's it's grooming. It's grooming. You're literally telling people, like, this kind of stuff is fine. Like, they're not naked. This isn't porn. This isn't this. This isn't that. It's fine. You guys are being prude. You're overreacting. And so you slowly start to accept things like this. And then that line gets pushed further and further and like i just i don't understand sexualizing 11 yeah. year olds right i just i can't wrap my head around that
1: yeah, and that's what it comes down to and you know when we had the discussion with our family and at first i was like well what's the difference of googling you know 11 year old dancing competition or something and there's a huge difference guys if they're not wearing stuff like these girls are in the movie in that movie they're not doing the dance moves that they're doing. And I know I sound like an old hag just saying that, like, oh, you know, twerking is bad, but not for an 11-year-old. But that's the thing, though, is, like, I even have a problem with, like, the
0: the gr- little girls in the cheerleading outfits, like, the yeah. crop tops and the short shirts and skirts and the hair and the makeup. I'm like, why, why mm-hmm. does an 8-year-old need to look like that? Right. I can't really wrap my head around that. Yep. If my daughter was walking around, like, something like that in public, I'd be like, no, no. Yep. <laughs> no no. You get inside and stay there until we... you're thirty.
1: Anywho. Yeah. Again, let me know if you're where in the world you're uh, you're at and if um culturally there's a different opinion than than what's going around here in the US. What else? <laughs> the fact that I ran out of wine? <laughs> <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. How to fight with the cork? Okay. Anything else in true crime today? Probably lots, but
0: (laughs) I know one of the things people appreciate about us is that we don't go on too long before the beginning of an episode, so. That's
1: true. Let's cut to the chase. All right, so today I'm going to bring you something different. It's not true crime either. What? I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. People are like, off. (laughs) I've had enough
0: of this. Get back to what you're good at, ladies. But it is scary.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then, so people love your ghost stories. A little stuff. on theme. It's not too much. Well, it is ghost stories. So I had to go into the deep side of the internet and, and research people's accounts and stories about this, just because, as far as the research goes, it's very limited. It's not something that can be put on paper or on a patriotician can be studied. So I had to go into you know, Reddit and other platforms to try and, and get some firsthand stories on this. So, all right. So today I, I when I started doing research on this, I wanted to do something scary. And then I was like, what's really fucking scary? And what I stumbled on was sleep paralysis.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> the idea of sleep paralysis terrifies me it's awful yeah yeah that's what i've heard and i like so help me god if i ever have to experience it
1: i've experienced it oh no several times and I'll, i'll go i'll get into details into my account a little bit later on um but what was really interesting about this was that it was one of these stories that helped the writer of The Nightmare on Elm Street get his inspiration. Oh, interesting. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So the inspiration of The Nightmare on Elm Street came from someone experiencing sleep paralysis. And I'm going to give you a little bit of history, a little history check here, because I thought it was fascinating. I'm not good at history, so... Here's what I learned. (laughs) So uh, during the Vietnam War, the CIA recruited a shit ton of Vietnamese people, Vietnamese soldiers, to fight for us on our side against communism. And after the war was over, the more than 300,000 soldiers that we had enlisted to fight with us were persecuted on their own land because after we left... They became a communist country Mm. and they were told you're a fucking traitor. Yeah. So it was basically get the fuck out or we'll kill you because you're obviously a traitor. We don't like you. You fought for the other side. Right. That's a lot of people. 30,000 people. What started happening in 1975 is that a huge amount of them, of the refugees now, were moving into the U.S. Primarily a big concentration of them was in Orange County, California. Hmm. And after they started coming here, this phenomenon started happening where the Hmong tribe men were dying in their sleep, completely unexplainably. No one had a medical reason to have passed away, but it was all men between the ages of 18 and 40. The median age was 33. 33. They were dying at night or in their sleep. No women. And they were all, so nothing in the daytime, no heart issues. Nothing was happening to them other than they were falling asleep never, and never waking, waking up, up. Right. And mm. a lot of the family members that were with these men when they passed away, they either recounted one of two things. They went to sleep and they never woke up. Or they went to sleep and right before they went to go check on them because they had heard loud groaning or a yell, when they walked into the room, they were they were dead. Ooh. So a lot of research went into this phenomenon because obviously what's affecting this very specific demographic of people. Right. Only men, only men from the Hmong tribes. Only men that had been recent refugees, all within two years of coming to the U.S. as refugees, and all at nighttime, right? So it wasn't until about the 3rd or 4th that this was all happening along the West Coast, so Seattle, Portland, California were the biggest part where they had migrated to and it wasn't until the third or fourth death when researchers or coroners were calling each other like hey do you have anything like this happening that they figured out that there was a trend and they started looking into it more mm. so one of the theories among the Hmong people of why these men were suddenly dying there's a couple theories one was that their ancestors wouldn't let them sleep or live in peace because they had betrayed their country Mm -hmm. and had fought against their country and now had left their country so their ancestors weren't with them to protect them because they had now come to a new land. Yeah. The second theory was that there was chemicals and nerve agents that were used on Vietnamese fields where they were fighting that were only now taking effect. Hmm. So, but still, even after, yeah. even after full autopsies were performed on these men, there there's was no nothing. cardiac arrest. There's nothing in their bloodstream. There's nothing that's saying really how they died. So they had to come up with this whole new term, which was sudden nighttime death
0: syndrome. I was, you know what I was going to say? This sounds like SIDS for adults.
1: Yeah. It's sons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The orange county medical examiner that says nerve gas doesn't act this way so there's no evidence that that's actually what's happening and then secondly if it was nerve gas why is it only affecting males and only at nighttime right so this is the anecdote of the writer of the nightmare on elm street and the story that eventually brought him to writing the nightmare on elm street So, quote, said, I had come across stories of Hmong men suddenly dying during the sleep. The third one was the son of a physician. He was about 21. I've subsequently found out that this is a phenomenon in Laos, Cambodia. Everybody in his family said almost exactly these lines. You must sleep. He said, no, you don't understand. I've had nightmares before. This is different. He was given sleeping pills and told to take them and supposedly did, but he still stayed up. I forgot what the total days was that he was up for, but it was a phenomenal amount, something like six or seven days. Finally, he was watching television with his family in the living room and fell asleep on the couch, and everybody said, Thank God. They literally carried him upstairs to bed. He was completely exhausted. Everybody went to bed thinking it was all over. In the middle of the night, they heard the screams and crashing. They ran into the room, and by the time they got to him, he was dead. They had an autopsy performed, and there was no heart attack. He had just died from unexplained reasons. They found in his closet a Mr. Coffee coffee maker full of hot coffee that he had been using to keep awake. And they also found all of his sleeping pills that they thought they had given him. He had spit them back out and hidden them.
0: That's really eerie and unsettling. Isn't that crazy? I don't like that.
1: that. So that's the origin of the inspiration of Nightmare on elm street if you haven't seen that movie weird also go watch it <laughs> i would say i've never seen it what i've never seen Nightmare
0: on elm street Mm-mm. are we gonna have a movie night Why? yeah i've never seen it you know of it though right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know okay. of it but you haven't seen it Mm-mm. yeah i i can't even put into words how much i hate that kind of stuff nightmares for weeks not yeah. doing it
1: Well, maybe don't, because it'll give you night terrors, which is what I'm going to talk about next. Oh, great. So this got me started into thinking, you know, what is it that's happening or what was happening to these men? Because it was something like 37 men that died throughout these six years. So it wasn't just one or two people. It was a lot. It was a lot of people that were dying in their sleep. And reportedly, all their families, like I said, were just saying that the last thing that they remember was a loud groan or a yell or something, and they were dead. No cardiac arrest, no arrhythmias, nothing. Had all of them been staying up late or
0: staying up for days before this happened? Yeah, because they were having night terrors. Okay, okay.
1: Right. Got it, so, got it, got it. So that might have to do with, you know, exhaustion. I'm sure medically, I don't know. Hmm. So I looked further into the night terrors, how a night terror can manifest itself in the physical world. So... Uh, people have been seen vocalizing stuff, movements. They're in an unarousable state, so you can't wake them up for shit. A lot of different cultures call it different things. Um, as far as the night here goes, there's like the incubus, the necubus, the um, the old lady. There's um, there's the old a f- lady? yeah, the old lady sitting on your chest. Oh. Um, there's like that little chubby demon thing guy that's sitting on your chest. There's a famous painting on it too. We'll post that as well. But I've experienced it myself.
0: Of something sitting on your chest?
1: There's just this, this, the only way I can explain it is that if you've ever been buried in sand, like at a beach. Yeah. And you, you try to move, but you can't move your limbs. That's the type of pressure, but while you're sleeping.
0: Okay. hate that. I,
1: yeah. So I've had it a couple of times, uh, in, even since I I had it a couple times when I was younger and I've had it a couple times here um, since I've known Kara. We've been together for 10 years, but I've quote unquote woken up, but I'm not really awake. Yeah. And I try to move. I try with all my might to scream for her. To try and like thrash my arm at her, like to get her, and I can't move. I can't scream. I don't see any beings or demons like other people have experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just this terror that just overwhelms you. And when I do snap out of it, because the whole time I'm like fighting to yell, I'm like trying to yell, and I can't yell. Um, when you snap out of it, I've snapped out of it a couple of times where I'm just crying, just bawling. And I wake up Kara and like, I have to wake her up to make sure that I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> um, and f- first time she was freaked out cause she's like, what the hell's happening? But, bet. Um, but it, I mean, I've chalked it off to new medications when they were trying to figure out my migraines and they put me on the, on these different medications to help me Sleep. Mm. I think they were actually ca- causing me night terrors or just bad sleep. Um, doctors have told me that my brain doesn't really go to rest at night. So my REM, my REM sleep is kind of weird. So my brain's overactive while I'm sleeping. So your imagination goes wild. That doesn't
0: surprise me about you.
1: Right. So um, because I'm fine after watching scary movies and whatever as far as sleep goes. I might have a nightmare, but it's nothing like trying to wake up and you can't wake up. That is the most terrifying thing because you just feel this pressure over your entire body. You're trying to kick, move, swing an arm, and you can't. Um, I was reading into it, and some people say that A lot of people experience this for some reason when they go to sleep belly down. Hmm.
0: You know, what's interesting is that that's the same thing that they say about kids that die or babies that die of
1: SIDS. They're laying down.
0: Yeah, that's why you're not... Face down. Yeah, that's why you're not supposed to lay a baby on their stomach.
1: So there's that part of the the phenomenon. There's also culturally there's... um, Some people that believe, and I read this about Southeast Asia, that they thought this was happening to the men because they went to sleep with on full bellies, like right after eating. So your body was still processing food and working and your innards were all working too hard. So it just made for uneasy rest. And when they, I don't know. So Mm. that's just one of the theories Um, But I thought the sleeping on your belly thing was really weird, and I never put those two together, and I don't know that I have ever consciously said, like, oh, I'm going to sleep this way, and this is what happens. So I don't know if there's a correlation. So to keep it weird, um, I'm going to read you stories that I found on Reddit, BuzzFeed, and the luciddreamsjournal.com,
0: I believe. So... Can I tell you that I always hate stuff like this because I'm afraid it's going to happen to me? Yeah. You know, like you expose yourself to something and then it happens. Like, yeah, that's my theory. Yeah, if you
1: manifest it. I mean, you, 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 I mean, I'm a true believer of manifesting stuff in your life, good and bad and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I would say just listen to it. Maybe if you're listening to this late at night, maybe don't. <laughs> it's nice that you all
0: have a choice in this. Right.
1: Um, okay. So the first one is titled, I Could Hear It breathing and this is from someone on reddit the handles on there sometimes don't make any sense so i'll post the name so you guys can read the full stories but so i'm just gonna just sit back relax and i'm gonna read you guys some scary stories i guess right he says i heard footsteps coming up the stairs of the attic which ends up right beside my bed i couldn't see anyone coming up though Suddenly, I realized I saw something in the corner of my peripheral vision, and I could hear it breathing. When I slowly rolled my eyes to the side, I saw the small head of a white-faced troll grinning and staring at me. I panicked, and suddenly all of the phones in the house started ringing. This ringing sound, this ringing sound built and built louder and louder. It scared me, and I knew for sure that I had permanent tinnitus. After this short moment, which felt like a really long time, I had enough strength to locate and lift my arm. This immediately stopped all of the hallucinations, and I woke up without tinnitus. Smiley face. Smiley. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this second one's also from Reddit. The writer is LaVey32, titled The Tall Slender Figure. In a not-so-recent episode, I woke up in the middle of the night, unable to move, and saw a tall, slender figure enter my room. So far, it was, an, it was an occurrence I am familiar with, as I have sleep paralysis on a semi-monthly basis. But this time, I watched as the figure crawled into a big spoon position with me in my bed, Ugh. got uncomfortably close to my ear, and whispered, Go back to sleep. Nope. And then I jolted awake... No sign of anyone in the room. (laughs) I
0: hate that. I hate that.
1: This is from Steck L. The skinny little girl with long hair. I was sleeping by myself in my grandparents' basement during some holiday. I woke up in the middle of the night to some little girl's voice saying my name over and over and saying, Where are you? Then I can hear her slowly walking down the stairs. It was a really old house so I heard it creaking each time, and the voice was getting louder and louder. Then I saw her silhouette standing in the doorway. She was this super skinny little girl with really long, messy hair. She just stood there and stared at me for what felt like forever. I was trying to do anything I could to get up or yell for someone, but I couldn't move, and I thought it was just from being so scared. Finally, she lunged at me, and right before she got to me, I woke up. Probably one of the scariest experiences I've had.
0: This is making me uncomfortable.
1: Do you want me to stop? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Give the people what they want. So, this is from Ethan Lobmeyer, a man screaming in pain. I had attempted to do a method of induced lucid dreaming. Pause. People do this on purpose. Some. Some. They try to induce lucid dreaming. Oh,
0: you sick freaks. (laughs) What is wrong
1: with you people? I'm Um, not going to tell you how to do it.
0: All I'm saying is that if you tempt this, you get what you deserve. Well, some
1: people do it because they can induce lucid dreaming like they're flying or like they're... Sounds like drugs. Kind of.
0: I'm just saying. No, right,
1: right. So, but without the drugs, so, but... always. Lucid dreaming, yeah. Okay. No drugs. Okay. Right. So, you, so you're trying to
0: get the same effect, but without
1: kind of, the bodily harm. I mean, I've heard drink a glass of water before you go to bed and it'll induce lucid dreaming. Anywho, okay. I'm not going to give you the step by step. Go okay. do that. Go Google it if you want to do, do the work. It. Yeah. So. I'm going to start over. So I had an attempt to do a method of induced lucid dreaming where you wake up after five ish hours of sleep and then lay still and move your fingers like you're playing a piano. I sort of felt myself transition into a lucid dream, which I guess then turned into sleep paralysis. I was unable to move. And then suddenly, as I try to go back to sleep, my entire body starts finally vibrating and I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And I hear what sounds like a man screaming in pain. I instantly woke up from the sleep paralysis and jumped in my bed. Didn't didn't sleep for the rest of the night because I just had an uneasy, eerie feeling.
0: See, this kind of shit would make me not sleep, too. I'd be like, I don't drink coffee, but put me full of it. (laughs) Just put it in. Yeah. IV it right here. I got a good vein for you.
1: And this one's from A River Acre on Reddit titled, My Friend Was Choking. By far the most terrifying instance was when I was in the. Blah, 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 sorry. Titled My Friend Was Choking. By far the most terrifying instance was when I was in my college dorm. It was dark in the scene, and the only thing lighting the room was a thin sliver of light that came from the hallway through the bottom opening of the door. I was sleeping in the scene, and then woke up suddenly as if from a nightmare. I tried catching my breath and collect myself and go back to sleep. Once I put my head down, my heart sank when I heard sudden heavy breathing, and I looked over at my roommate, thinking it was him, and put my head down again, but it kept getting closer and louder. Mm, Nope. In my uneasiness, I scanned the room with my eyes only to see a tall, shadowy figure in the right corner, and it began laughing hysterically in a distorted and demonic fashion. I tried to scream and yell for my roommate, but I had no voice. A sudden force then laid on me flat on my bed, and no matter how much I tried to get up, I couldn't. I peer over and watch the figure jump onto my roommate and literally and brutally tear him limb by limb. I tried to avert my gaze, but it made me watch. I can still remember the sound of my friend choking on his own blood as he was devoured alive. Realizing that this was likely a sleep paralysis experience, I tried to collect myself and kept saying it's almost over, but the figure... Now looking at me slowly, approaching the stiff body, began touching my still face with its bloody, wretched, bony fingers. It licked my cheek and started screaming things in my ear while surrounding laughter crushed my body. And before it could escalate, it was over.
0: You have a really good voice for this kind of thing, you know that? Thanks. It's like hauntingly calm. (laughs) It's like that soft it almost lulls you into the, the nightmare story. that's happening.
1: <laughs> All right, so this is a story from BuzzFeed. Um that was submitted via Facebook to BuzzFeed. I'm I'm stealing it cuz they're good stories. I don't have friends that I can go ask give me your sleep paralysis stories. So
0: although if you have a sleep paralysis I story, I would love to hear it. We'll tell you how to send it to us at the end of this. Yeah.
1: So, this is submitted by Ting Duo, and this is what he says. It happens every time I fall asleep on my back. I wake up, and I can't tell if my eyes are open or shut, but I can see my whole room. A dark presence is lurking on top of my wardrobe, and as soon as I notice it, I try and scream, but I can't scream. I can't move. The darkness slithers down the side of my wardrobe, across the floor, and looms over the end of my bed. Then it creeps all over me, trying to evade my every orifice. I feel an immense pressure like it has pinned me down and is pushing its way into my ears, eyes, and mouth. The darkness then screams a terrible screech into my face, and I try to scream back until eventually I manage to jerk my head and everything disappears. And I'm alone in the darkness, and it's the most terrifying of experiences. Mm. Second to last. And this is by Anisha Fiona. These handles are all mushed together, so I am putting the names how I think they are. Okay. My worst experience with sleep paralysis was after I'd been up all night doing an essay. When I finished, I immediately dozed off. The next thing I knew, I thought I'd completely woken up, except there was a shadow demon living over me at the end of my bed. It didn't have a face, but I could feel it, staring at me, and it felt like pure evil. I tried with my whole body to scream, but nothing came out, which only made me panic more. I felt like the demon was about to attack me, then his head twitched to the side, and he pounced on my chest, sort of thrashing at me. I felt like it was suffocating me. I tried to close my eyes again and put all my energy into trying to wake up and move my body, the whole time with the demon hallucination still attacking me. While I was finally fully awake, I laid in bed for about half an hour, shaking and next to tears. It was probably the scariest thing I've ever experienced. I thought it was just a really vivid nightmare until a few months later when I first read about sleep paralysis. Yeah, girl, you had sleep paralysis. (laughs)
0: that is what that is yep
1: all right last one here guys um this is lottie276 i'd woken up in my dorm room it was a stormy night around four in the morning and still quite dark though there had been yellowish orange light from a street lamp outside the window at the foot of my bed had been left cracked open and was banging in the wind i got up to shut it and stumbled back to my bed lying on my right side facing the wall with my eyes closed. It began with tactile hallucinations. I felt as if a pair of slightly clammy hands with thick fingers were gently stroking my face, in particular my lips, eyes, and ears, and prodding at my mouth. Eventually this feeling gave way to the prickling pins and needles all over my body, and I felt this very ice-cold buzzing as if I were electrified or covered in static shocks. At the same time, a heavy ringing began in my ears. Very loud and in an even tone. It was at this point I got the sensation that there was someone else in the room very close to me. I was able to open my eyes and I felt this weight pressing down on the left side of my ribs and shoulder. The light from the street was blocked by the shadow, and I realized the shadow had a solid form. A squat creature with cat-like features and claws, though humanoid and compact. It was about three or four feet tall, sitting on top of me. It had pointed ears and pale yellow eyes, with no pupils. I couldn't distinguish its face beyond the outline and its glowing eyes. I knew it was a demonic force of some sort. I tried to scream. I felt the air leaving my throat, but only heard a faint whimper. I don't know how long this lasted, but eventually the apparition was gone and I was able to move. I got up and turned on my bedside lamp and sat up until dawn. So a lot of commonalities or a lot of things are going on that seem to happen in every episode um at least some trends so in some of them you might have heard that they fell asleep facing a wall I don't know why that seems to be a trend Mm -hmm. um that's one of the things I noticed a lot of buzzing is happening
0: a lot I noticed that the tall slender figure too is a thing
1: Right. So there's that. Um, And this goes back hundreds of years of people feeling this. It's not something new. It's not something that... um,
0: It's just the internet made it known.
1: Right. People found each other. Something really interesting that I, I read for the Hmong people, and I think I mentioned it, was that this phenomenon was only happening to them within the first two years of coming to the U.S. or within two years of a really stressful event Mm -hmm. um but eventually you know life got a little bit back to normal they were you know growing their families and whatnot and it seemed to decrease after two years of them becoming um coming to the u.s so yeah that's it. it's so
0: interesting that it like why that tribe of men when they moved to America did that that's become a thing? That's still unknown,
1: very much unknown.
0: But that's what they're chalking it up to. It's like
1: the stress and the coming over. There's no um, chemical. That and they're was dying, found.
0: potentially dying from the lack of sleep from staying up because probably of
1: probably the hours. lack of sleep. Um, but honestly, I don't. I don't know that lack of sleep will kill you. It'll exhaust the shit out of you, but I don't know. I have the most I've been up is forty eight hours. I think forty eight hours. Um, and after a while, sucks. your your heart starts racing.
0: You get sick,
1: headaches. You, oh yeah, your body's not resting, so it starts compensating in different ways. I was this was during college and with my best friend, and we had a shitload of coffee we made many runs to dutch bros a local coffee shop here and we had what they call 911s. had have you ever had those mm-hmm. there's four shots already in it are those the same thing like um oh the, the little five red, hour yeah are they kind of like that kind of um i mean they're coffee though As opposed to that one, I think it's just an extract of caffeine or goring. But we had a couple of those each with each one that already has four shots with an extra three shots in it. Within this 40, because we had paper do or project do or something. And I remember by the end of it, I was shaking. My heart was pounding out of my chest. I don't know. It was stupid, young and dumb. I don't know. Just so it's just unexplained. I thought it was interesting. If you if you've experienced sleep paralysis, I would love to know what you're experiencing. Lot of snow. Um your experience with it, your stories or if you know someone that um you know has suffered from this. It's really interesting to me, but I thought the the inspiration behind Nightmare on Elm Street was really interesting. I didn't
0: know that at all. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If I, if this happens to me, I'm blaming you.
1: <laughs> well. Coming for you. I mean. Please do not. not in your sleep, you can't. Oh I'm just kidding. I am mean, gonna go home and pray. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's what you get. This scared you? Yeah. <laughs> I love a good Trump scare, though. I'm um, use- the kind that goes to haunted houses. And just, like, clutching everything. Anyone by me, eyes closed, screaming. I come out with no voice at the end of it. I love it. it. Hate it. You
0: will not find me in a haunted house ever. No, because I'm afraid that one of those lunatics is actually, like, a real lunatic who's using the haunted house as a cover, and he'll actually attack you, and, you'll like, nobody will ever know. There's
1: cameras everywhere. Okay, but what if it's
0: Freddy Krueger with a chainsaw and a mask on or whatever, and then... The guy takes off, and there's 20 Freddy Kruegers with chainsaws. Huh. Which Freddy
1: Krueger is it? I wonder if that's ever happened. I'm sure it has. We need to look it up. Oh, my
0: gosh. Did we just find inspo for October?
1: October. Spooky <laughs>
0: season. So, I think you guys are going to get Richard Speck next. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween will be upon us. And by Halloween, I just mean October in general. Right. And so... A.K.A. my birthday month. Fatina's birthday month. Do, ay, ay, ay. do we want to stick to all spooky stories for the month of October? You tell us. Let us know. Yeah. I, I think, think we that's could do what it. we're going to do. I think we could do it. So you tell us what you want to hear. We'll do all, like, scary, spooky I season. I think
1: I already have one in mind, though. I think because I started doing research on the Girl Scout murders. And the reason Mm. why I'm not doing that right now, and I did the Nightmare on Elm Street thing, was because it goes deep, guys. There's so many twists and turns. There's so many. There's um, medicine men involved, and there's incantations, and there's... um, witchcraft you know That's there's all these things perfect
0: for october so
1: i shit it might be our first double i have no idea it's huge okay eh, we'll just do another long one i like the long ones we'll see. so yeah there's that so be on the lookout for that and but. so to end on a lighter note we're gonna end with the new tradition of what the florida
0: wtf okay so in today's wtf story Florida man tells deputies he wasn't drinking while driving, just at stop signs. (laughs) In Indian River County, Florida, after a Florida man was pulled over with a (laughs) bottle of bourbon in the front seat, he told deputies that he wasn't drinking while driving, only at traffic lights and stop signs. Earl Stevens, Jr., 69, was arrested on June 27th in Burrow Beach after a woman called 911 saying that the vehicle behind her (laughs) kept hitting her rear bumper while in the McDonald's drive-thru line. When deputies pulled Stevens over, they noticed an open bottle of liquor in the passenger seat. Deputies say that he smelled of alcohol and told them that he was feeling pretty good. <laughs> Stevens Poor alleged he, he told deputies he was drinking Jim Bean bourbon from the bottle, but only at stop signs. <laughs> he was arrested on charges of DUI. His blood alcohol content was 0. .153. Whew. The legal limit just as a reminder is 0.08. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. But his argument is that he was only drinking when the car was not moving.
1: That's fantastic. (laughs) It's awful, but fantastic.
0: Oh, thanks, Florida, for always keeping us inspired. (laughs) Okay. If you guys want to send us your sleep paralysis stories or Florida stories that you come across you can do that by emailing us and our email address is a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com you can go over to our
1: instagram at a stranger danger podcast you can find us on Facebook stranger danger colon a true crime podcast and you can go join the group on Facebook which is stranger danger colon murder lovers and you can find us on Twitter by as I at mean Kenzie at crime pod I wrote that <laughs>
0: She doesn't even read them. Nope. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Bye. Sleep tight. Creepy.